This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hey, hey, girl fitters. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is with the incredible Leah from Nurturing Nature Cards, a small business here based in Adelaide. Leah is an incredible person and actually a really good friend of mine. So I was so happy to have her on the podcast. We talk about what it's like leaving your nine to five to pursue your own business imposter syndrome, we talk about self-doubt, and even if you aren't a business owner, you'll definitely relate to a lot of what we talk about because these kinds of feelings like self-doubt and imposter syndrome can show up in all different areas of our lives. So let's get into the interview. Hello, Leah, and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. Hello. <laughs> How are you feeling? Are you excited, nervous? This is your very first podcast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a little bit nervous, but that's okay. We'll get through it. You will do fine. Leah is a really mm-hmm. good friend of mine and we tend to like be able just to talk for a really long time about everything. <laughs> so <laughs> we will try not to ramble too much. We're both ramblers, actually aren't we? I know. I was actually just thinking that. I was like, I've got to just make sure I do not ramble. It's like some people just know they've got that switch in their brain that goes, okay, I need to shut up now. And I don't think that exists for either <laughs> of us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so what I wanted to chat to you about today is business. Leah is the owner of Nurturing Nature Cards, a gorgeous business that creates plantable cards and gifts and it's been a really interesting journey for you I suppose and I wanted you to share your story. So did you want to take us back to the beginning of the business and how it all started? Yeah sure so I guess going back to where we I actually got the idea we were going to a birthday party and I desperately needed a card last minute. So we went to Woolworths and we're looking at all the cards and I was just mortified by the price for starters because they were $14 for a card and the waste. So I'm very much, my lifestyle is very much about being sustainable and eco-friendly and it was just, yeah, rubbish. And the designs also made me kind of (laughs) cringe. There was lots of big bright colors that it was very like uh, typical cringy you know so I decided then I was going to design my own cards but obviously being sustainable I had to create that with the design so I've created plantable gift cards and that's where the idea came from so that's how I started so when I started I was actually working for a marketing agency at the time And I was quite miserable there. The culture and everything was quite fast paced and being creative, I do much better in an environment that is, I guess, easygoing and to flourish that creative mindset, you do have to have that kind of easygoing nature. I don't know about you, but being creative myself, I need to have that, I don't know, that environment that is, I don't know how to explain it. You know what it is? Um, You know what I think it is? It's like... (laughs) 
is going to sound so lame, but I'm the same as you. We're kind of like free spirits. We don't like to be tied down. And I think when that happens, your creativity just goes out the window where you've got the oh, ability, definitely. Yeah, to really control your surroundings, how you work, where you work. That's when you flourish. Definitely. And I felt very stagnant there. And obviously there's other issues there too, but one of that being was that my creativity was just gone because I was just depleted. And so when I came up with that design idea, I just thought, you know, I'm going to try it and just see how it goes. And it went really well. And yeah, and then I quit and that's where I got me here, I guess. Yeah. So when you say it went really well, how did you start selling? (laughs) How did you actually start selling the product? Was it just at like markets or were you selling online? Uh, No. So what started out is I literally just started an Instagram page and I just posted a few pictures of the cards thinking, oh yeah, like it'll be like a hobby kind of thing. I didn't start an Etsy account. I know a lot of people start Etsy accounts, but for me, I just didn't want to, I wanted to start my own thing, you know, like I didn't want to be on a page where so many, like it was kind of going to be drowned out by other people's things going on. I wanted to be my own identity and that's why I created my own website. So I had a website up straight away with my Instagram page. And honestly, I was not expecting it to even get a sale like I was just like oh we'll see what happens and probably the first day I posted about it I got two sales and I was like what that's cool and then from there I just kind of kept promoting it posting about it and then yeah then it started to kind of take off when I got wholesale orders I did go around to a few local stores in my local area and just showed them the cards and they were like cool let's have them in our stores which was so lovely and generous of them And then that kind of helped me get that grounding to and that confidence to go out and reach out to other stores and get them in their stores. And now stores reach out to me, which is amazing. That's like, yeah, that's pretty incredible because a lot of startups, it takes a lot longer than the first day to make a sale. (laughs) So that's really incredible. But it also goes to show that, I mean, your designs are just like, they're gorgeous you really saw well you saw a need in the market and then you were able to address that when probably no one else was I guess that's a good way of looking at it I do think that I hate to say this like oh it's luck but some of it is a little bit of chance and luck not all of it a lot of it is hard work and putting yourself out there but one of it is just having the right idea at the right time and just acting on it I think a lot of people try and come up with the best idea but then they they kind of don't just act on it and I think just trying it just seeing what happens and if it and not having that it has to work it has to be successful because I think that kind of that desperation behind it people can sense that and people can feel that and if you're genuine and you're passionate about it and you're like I just love doing this this is my idea this is cool people will get behind it and support it because they'll want to be a part of that awesome so along the way actually tell us your story about a certain someone that you bumped into before I had this role, I had, was talking to a friend about Teresa Palmer. She brought her up to me. She was like, do you know who would love your products? And I was like, who? And she was like, Teresa Palmer. And I was like, that's a bit random. Like, yeah, I guess she would. But And she was like, you know, you should meet her and show her your products. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. Like, no worries. Yeah, that's so I'll send easy. Her a message. I'm going to just. That's right. I was like a bit like, okay, calm down. 
And she was just meaning it in a nice, like kind-hearted way. But I was like, she doesn't live like anywhere near us. Like, I don't even know how to meet her. But she is from Adelaide originally. And she does come here just to meet, I think, with family. And also I think she was at the time living here. And I didn't know she was living here. Anyway, so fast forward six months, I was going for a role in the CBD. And it was like a random day, Thursday. Like it was just a really like the chance of me bumping into her was just minimal. I didn't even, I was, it wasn't on my radar. So I was going for this job, went into the city and before the job interview, I needed to use the loo and I, there was nowhere in sight to use the loo. So I went to this local cafe and they said, you can't use our toilet without buying a drink. So I was like, oh, dang. So I bought a drink and went to use the loo. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to drink this drink before this interview. I'm so nervous. Can I just leave it here and I'll come back after the interview and pick it up? And I'm like, "Uh, okay, this is weird. So I left the drink in the fridge and then I went to the interview. And then after the interview, I came in and I like she was sitting there with her friends and her husband. And I was just like, what are the chances? Like, like what? It was crazy. And then, so I was like picking up the nerve to go say hello to her. And I was like, I don't really want to be that weird person that's like, here, look at my products. <laughs> but I ended up having like a card on me and I was like, well, that's pretty a fate. So I've got to give her a card. So I said hello and she was so lovely. And I was like, oh, you know what? I have one of these cards. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I explained to her that they were plantable and what they were and the ethos behind them. And she was like, oh my gosh, I love it. And her husband was there. He was so kind. He was like, we've got to share this and work with you. And yeah, and that's how I met her. And I worked with her for a birthday, her son's birthday. We did her invitations and it was just so lovely. It was just really, yeah. Isn't it crazy when things like that happen in life and you just think it's just fate, like it's just meant to happen? And I mean, that was, do you think from that point onwards, that's when your business really picked up? I think that's when I, it kind of dawned on me that this is what I want to do because at the time I was very torn. I loved what I was doing, but I also was like, I need to have a stable income. I know I can work for others and I I do enjoy building other people's brands up. As a graphic designer, I do do a lot of work with other brands and I loved that aspect, but there was part of me that was just my heart was in nurturing nature. And when I bumped into her and saw her face and how excited she was for it, I thought, I've got that love for it. I've got to harness that and use that and keep going on with it. It did help my business a lot, like don't get me wrong, but it actually gave me just that bit of like strength to just go, you know what, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to focus on this because I love this. And that's when I saw my business really start to go forwards. And yeah, it was quite a beautiful moment. I think that was when I really let go of striving and just kind of was like, nope, I'm going to do this now. This is what I'm doing, which was nice. Kind of gave you the confidence to do what you wanted to do already but were maybe a little bit too scared or a bit hesitant to kind of step out and just do it yeah yeah I think so definitely like just seeing that confidence that she had in it I was like of course like I should be doing this like I should just keep doing this I should stop focusing on and also I wanted to have put the time into it because when you're working for other people and things, it's hard to put your full energy into something. And I was told by someone that I used to work with, manager, he was telling me, you really need to just do it full time. You need to focus your full energy onto it. And I didn't really understand what he meant by that until I did put my full energy into it. Because when you put your full energy into something, 
it grows so much quicker. You have like that, I don't know, it, that energy behind it can really push you forwards into ways that you didn't even know was possible. And I think a lot of people are too scared or too held back by their belief system to really push through. And I think I'm a sucker for that too. I'm so much about being stable and being safe. My whole life I've been like that. But that moment really helped me, yeah, get the confidence to push through that and just go, no, this is what I'm doing. And I'm going to put my whole energy into it and see what happens. And if it fails, it fails. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It'll be okay either way. I think like, just like you, the biggest decisions I've made in my life that have pushed me and have like helped build my character are the ones that were the scariest and required me just to completely step out of my comfort zone. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. your mind will just try to keep you where it's safe and what feels familiar. And it can be really scary to step out of that. But like you were saying, It's kind of like when you are trying to have, you know, is the saying like your fingers in different pies? (laughs) Is that a saying? (laughs) Um, I don't know, but it is a saying right now because I'm making it up. So when you've got fingers (laughs) in different pies, (laughs) like you really can't be great at anything because you're spreading your energy you know, across so many different things that nothing is getting your full attention. And so you never really excel at anything. So like really narrowing down, I suppose for you, it came down to your, like what your values were and where your passion lied and just following Mm -hmm. that relentlessly. Like even if it felt scary, just doing it. Yeah. Huge. It's a huge leap. And I know how hard and scary it is. And I really, (laughs) when people ask me like, oh, like, how do I do it? I kind of do want to go, oh, you know, just do it. Just try it. Just go. And that is the best way to do something is just to do it. Just jump in. Don't sit back and try and make it perfect. It's never going to be perfect. And the timing will never be perfect. But there are things that will guide you and you will see when you are feeling like you could, you know, maybe just try it. That's very good advice. So you've been full-time in the business for about a year. Mm -hmm. I'm also actually coming up to, well, yeah, a bit over a year now for me. It's been such a like learning curve. It's been the biggest, incredibly like difficult journey, but really rewarding. And I think one of the big things that I know for both of us that has kind of really held us back or made us doubt ourselves is imposter syndrome. That being like feeling like you're not good enough or, you know, when you're doing really well that maybe you don't deserve the reward. Like if your business has been going really well or people at some point are going to figure out that you're not as good as what they think you are. And it's limiting belief playing in your mind that can really hold you back. Oh, yeah. That is probably my biggest hurdle is to get through and I think everyone has it to varying degrees throughout their whole life like I do think that it's a normal part of human nature to not think that you're worthy and having no self-limiting beliefs but I think the biggest I was talking to my husband about it today like what has really helped me and one of them is just like I was saying before is just doing I mean that sounds so simple but when I have huge waves of imposter syndrome, I 
get stuck into it. Like I go, okay, like why do I feel that way? I need to just do. I need to just get into it and learn and keep learning and not be afraid to be like, okay, I don't know that. So I'm going to learn that or, you know, and that was one of my, that's what one of my coping (laughs) way, like coping mechanisms is, but just taking action. I always say that with my action, yeah. yeah, is to take action and it's about progress over perfection. So instead of waiting mm. to feel like you are so ready and that you've got all the answers, just take small action towards mm. the direction you want to go in. Because if we sit there and wait for the perfect time, firstly, it'll never come around. But also, you're not getting closer to where you want to be, where any little step forward, you're closer than where you were when you didn't start. So just starting. But it's really just the thoughts that run through our mind that tell us that we shouldn't and we can't that stop us from moving forward. But like you've got to be aware of those and really question those thoughts. Otherwise, they can just run rampant in your mind and you don't end up ever progressing anywhere in life because you're held back by fear. Like I feel like imposter Mm. syndrome, a lot of it really comes down to feeling like you're not good enough and self-doubt. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and like definitely. And then that can really come from also comparing yourself to other people and feeling like you're not as good as other people. So who are you to, you know, like be doing what you're doing you just need to embrace who you are and where you're at and provide the value that you can provide whether that is like in a position say for my business where I'm coaching people giving the most amount of value to my clients and educating them in a way that reflects who I am and my values and for you and your really be driven by your why and what your values are in your business and just focus on that oh yeah definitely and I think also when I was having, I think about well, six months ago, I was really struggling with my own self, like confidence and thinking I was good enough and worth it. And one of the things my partner said to me was, you can't tie your whole identity to one thing because if you do that, when that one thing doesn't work out or when that thing like might not feel great at the time, your whole world comes crashing down. And I think that's a huge one as well when you start your own business is not to tie your whole identity to it because you are so many aspects of your personality and who you are there's so much to it and so it's multifaceted it's not just about that business you are so bigger and better than that and that really helped me when I was really struggling and I think yeah more people need to understand that everyone has so many different aspects that makes them who they are their values their belief systems their family their friends what they present into the world what who they are is so much bigger than just that thing so don't let that thing become your whole identity if that makes sense I don't know if that makes sense yeah that makes complete sense because you yeah when you wrap up your actions or whatever it is you've set for yourself like you know even if it's not in business I often think about like since becoming a mum, I've noticed that a lot of women, when they become mums, really see that as their identity. And even mm. though I would say like being a mum does become a part of your identity, it's not who you are completely. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it can be if you are running a business, it can be 
anything, like anything you tie yourself to, if you're really good at a certain sport or you, you know, are a really good artist, like anything, or you're a mum, if you tie yourself to anything as being who, like that being your identity, if at any point any of that doesn't go the way that you want to, you do reflect that back on yourself. And then that can really mm. impact the way that you view yourself and your own self-confidence where really we want to embrace it's like we want to embrace our values and who we are and then we want to serve in a way that reflects those values if that makes yes sense. and <laughs> precisely exactly yeah. yeah and I think that's when like imposter syndrome can really get some strength behind you is when they when you think that is your identity or if I don't be successful in that I'm a failure or you know it's you are so much bigger than that and I think that's what I really want other people to know when they're starting their own business is this isn't just who you are you are so many aspects and you've got to remember that because otherwise you'll get swallowed up oh my goodness it is it's rough (laughs) it's so rough yeah business is not easy at all Leah, if you had someone that was wanting to start their own business, what would be your top three pieces of advice to give to them? That's a really good question. I think number one would be to first of all, as I said, start. So start, it doesn't have to be a business straight away. It can be just if you love painting, start painting. If you really love creating photography, just start taking photos. So first is just to start start your hobby, start practicing your skill set and doing it because it's coming from a place of love, passion. And then secondly, if you are starting to feel that you want to do this as a job, to then start setting yourself up that you have the time. So allowing like maybe three hours every day that you can focus on it, if that's even possible. Sometimes that's not possible. So if it's just an hour a day or 20 minutes a day, that doing something every single day that's going to push you forwards into your business. When you do start I would suggest having a backup of some kind of finance if that means savings or if you have another job that you can do casually or part-time that will kind of give you that bit of freedom to be able to keep going forward and not feeling that pressure of the finance side of things because I know it can be tough and also (laughs) learning about business models and understanding how to set your business up to be profitable to be sustainable, I do really emphasize on that because a lot of businesses aren't thinking sustainably. And if you're not thinking sustainably, there's no point. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for coming on, Leah. You gave away so much incredible information and just sharing your story. You honestly, like, you are such an inspiration to me. When I started my business, I didn't really have anyone around me that were business owners. So, like, I mean, my dad runs his own business but it's in a completely different field to mine. And I wasn't really surrounded by anyone else that was, yeah, running their own business. And it's a completely different ball game. And you just need that support around you, especially when you're going through times when you want to give up or you feel like that imposter syndrome, having people around to just debrief with is incredible. And seeing your work ethic and how far you've come is such an inspiration to me. So Thank you. For that. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I feel honored to be on this podcast. Oh, well, there so you go. You. This is getting so sucky. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks so much, Leo. I'll speak to you soon.
Big thanks to Leah again for coming on the podcast. I loved chatting to her today. I'll make sure to link her business in the show notes as well as her Instagram account. Guys, her cards are adorable. They make the best little gift. I've gifted them to my clients, um, to family, friends. They're gorgeous. Thanks for joining me today. Um, Once again, if you enjoyed this episode, leaving a review and rating this podcast really helps me out and I would be so appreciative. Anyway, guys, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back in your ears soon.